Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, esteemed listeners of Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We welcome you to our program. The date today is the 4th of Rabi'ul Akhir, 1445, corresponding to the Gregorian calendar. That is the 20th of October, 2023. Alhamdulillah, we welcome our Mufti, Mufti Muhammad Akusab, Dhamad Barakatuhu. Mufti Sahab, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakum Allah khairan maranaka for the opportunity. Barakallahu I believe Mufti Sahib is on the road. Yeah, alhamdulillah, we're just taking off. Alhamdulillah, Allah put khair. Where is Mufti Sahib heading to? We're heading to uh, West Street, uh, Johannesburg. Inshallah, and then we're going to Heidelberg. And uh, inshallah, we're making some dawah and some fikr and some effort for Palestine, inshallah, to, in, to tell people about the, the, you know, the situation of our the oppressed and also to share Islam with the people and his Muslims, how to become better people. So make dua, Allah Ta'ala, accept our journey, inshallah, for Allah Ameen. subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ameen, Ameen. Mufti Sahib, the relationship with Sahaba radiallahu anhum in Palestine in the blessed lands to us, can Mufti Sahib tell us about this? No, inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Jazakum Allah khairan for that wonderful question, Mawlana Sahib. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wa sallallahu ala nabi al-Ummi bi rahmatika ya arham ar-Rahimin. Really respected Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and respected lovers of Sahaba radiallahu anhum. May Allah accept us for his deen. Sahaba radiallahu anhum and Palestine. Subhanallah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said when he was in Tabuk. Now Tabuk is in lands of Sham. When they were taking Islam there and striving in Allah Ta'ala's way in that expedition. And this is an expedition detailed in the Quran Sharif in Surah Tawbah. As Muslims, let's connect to the Quran. Because Allahu Akbar. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam clearly said in the Ahadith that what will help us against Dajjal and the fitan of Dajjal is the Qur'an Sharif. The Qur'an Sharif is going to help us. Let's connect to the Qur'an Sharif. Surah Tawbah details this expedition of Tabuk. In Tabuk, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam called the Sahabi radiallahu anhu Awf bin Malik Ashja'i radiallahu ta'ala anhu O Awf, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Come in. And he said, O Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where should I come? Come into your tent fully or partially? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, no, kulluk, fully. Oh, oh, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Come with your full body. And he went in and Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, U'dud sittan bainayday sa'ah. Oh, oh, count and calculate six important events before judgment day. Number one, so these are signs of qiyamah. Number one being Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's departure from this worldly life. Allah ta'ala help us. Hazrat Awf radiallahu anhu said that was very hard for me to bear when I heard Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say that. And then the second sign Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said was thumma fathu baytil maqdis, the conquest of baytul maqdis. And subhanallah, imagine such a powerful city. But Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the city will be thrown to the feet of my ummah. And not even a few years later, it started just before the departure of Hazrat Abu Bakr from this world. And during the Khilafah of Hazrat Umar, he receives a letter from Abu Ubaidah bin Jarrah asking for Hazrat Umar to come to Sham. Hazrat Umar made mashura and then he traveled. Imagine. Imagine the journey of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu to Sham. Subhanallah. What an amazing journey. Hazrat Umar with his ghulam Aslam radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And he arrived. And how the keys to Palestine was handed into the hands of Hazrat Umar because he was clearly described in their books. So even the scriptures before Sahaba's time, meaning the scriptures of the 
previous Jews and Christians in their original manuscripts had descriptions of Rasulullah and they still do. And they have descriptions of Sahaba radiallahu Ummat of Rasulullah I would love you to look into Mufti Shafi Sahib rahmatullahi's tafsir under Surah Al-Fatih, this chapter of the Quran Sharif at the end where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ذَلِكَ مَثَلُهُمْ فِي التَّوْرَاهِ وَمَثَلُهُمْ فِي الْإِنْجِيلِ كَزَرْعٍ أَخْرَجَ شَطَأَهُ فَآذَرَهُ فَاسْتَغْلَظَ فَاسْتَوَى عَلَى سُوقِهِ Yeah, Allah Ta'ala mentions the parable of Sahaba Kiram radiallahu in the Torah and in the Injil. And interestingly, Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib rahmatullahi shows verses that are present in the Bible, describing Sahaba the way he is described, they are described in the Ahadith, in the, in the Quran Sharif. So they described in the scriptures of the Jews and Christians. This is how the keys were handed over to Hazrat Umar. When Hazrat Umar got there, there was a man who approached him to say, Do you remember me? Hazrat Umar remembered him clearly. And what happened with him was Hazrat Umar, in his youth, came on trade. Palestine. This Allama ibn Kathir rahimahullah mentions in his Bidaya when Nihaya, when Hazrat Umar came on trade, then he was oppressed by some local Romans. And when he was oppressed, he wanted to ward off oppression from him. He said to them, that I do not work for you. Why do you enforce uh, labor upon me? I have come on trade for you. So they looked down upon him because he was Arab. Hazrat Umar refused to accept the injustice. And then he escaped from them. They chased him. They lay chased behind him. And one Rabbi put him into his monastery and protected him and took care of him. And after meals, as Hazrat Umar was to depart, he said, please, I want you to sign this document. Hazrat Umar says, why? He says, when you take over these lands, I want you to see me right. Hazrat Umar says, what do you mean? What are you talking about? We are not even from here. Where this is going to happen? And subhanAllah, Hazrat Umar did comply to his host. And when he came, he remembered this man. Another amazing incident happened there, and this is a lesson for you and I. Water was served to Hazrat Umar, and he asked where this came from. They said this elderly lady who worships Allah in her monastery. Hazrat Umar said, take me to her. And Hazrat Umar gave her da'wah, ya Allah. He told her, become Muslim, ma. And this Allah, Malana Yusuf, rahimahullah, brings with the chain, with the, with, with the whole report in Hayatul Sahaba in the first volume. She says, look at me. I'm so old. I'm gray. How can I change now? Hazrat Umar started crying. That Allah, look at the state. That a person strives all their life, but they'll end up in hellfire. Allah Ta'ala save us. But look at the care of Hazrat Umar. And look at his appreciation even for someone's service of water. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Then Sahaba radiallahu were in Palestine. And we all know Sahaba lived there. And the people lived very, very happily under Sahaba anhum's rule. Christians, Jews. And they were, the Christians would come for their pilgrimage. Mufti A.K. Sahib expresses so beautifully a document and a write-up that portrays even the Holy Sepulchre, the church. The keys of that church was cared for by the Muslims because the Christian sects and denominations were fighting amongst each other. So look at the honesty and integrity of the Muslims. And this carried on. I'm, I'm, I'm just before I finish this question you asked, was we have to remember the Sahabi, Hazrat Tamim Ad-Dari, he came from Palestine. And Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave him a property. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, 
an area in Hirun, in Khalil, I give you this entire huge property. And Nabi Sallallahu said, nobody can take it from you. And when this land was conquered by the Muslims, Hazrat Umar handed over the property to Hazrat Tamim al-Dari, he said, Rasulullah Sallallahu already gave this property to you. So that is something very interesting that happened. And 500 years later, there was some governor who tried to usurp this property from the family of Hazrat Tamim Imam Ghazali rahimahullah, said how can you do that when Rasulullah gave this property to Hazrat Tamim and his progeny and if you, he says but how can Rasulullah give what he didn't own Hazrat Imam Ghazali passed this verdict that how can you say he didn't own it Allah gave him the akhirah, the jannah what about this world in Allah Allah and he stated this hadith as proof that everything belonged to Rasulullah He was cutting for people real estate in Jannah. What about this dunya? So that was the first discussion. And there's much more, Mulana Sahab, about Sahaba anhum's affinity and connection to Palestine. Where up to today, there's thousands of Sahaba anhum, buried in the Mubarak lands under the Mubarak soil of Sham, Mubarak, Sham, Muqaddas, Palestine, Muqaddas. And before Sahaba, radiallahu anhu, greater than them, that is the lands of Anbiya, alayhim as-salawatu bin Allahi wa taslima. Barakallahu feekum, Azad Mulana. Mulana, jazaak mulakhili. This is what we need, the history, and because people, we failed in terms of studying our history and knowing the facts of our great history of Sahaba, radiallahu anhu, and then going down how we always came out successful, even though we had to go through difficulties. Muftisab, another question here is, Rabiul Akhir is the month that we are busy with, or the month, the month that we are in, in fact. So what other events can Muftisab tell us about this month? For that, because this is also something so interesting, because it links to the first discussion. Among the incidents that happened in our history, and as Muslims, we must be connected to our history, because history repeats itself. And this is alluded to in the Quran Sharif. And history repeats itself. So Allah Ta'ala help us. Uh, Allahu Akbar. Now there's some amazing incident that took place. One is Muhammad bin Maslama radiallahu anhu's expedition. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent him with 10 sahaba radiallahu anhum and all of them were killed except Muhammad ibn Maslama. But what I want to mention that happened in Rabiul Akhir is connected to sahaba coming to Palestine. And that is the incident of Hittin, and us as Muslims should remember the incident of Hittin, which is in the year 583, Rabi'ul Akhir 583 Hijri. 583, remember this date. Rabi'ul Akhir 583 Hijri coinciding with the solar calendar, so lunar coinciding with the solar, what was the date in the solar calendar? 1187. But remember these dates, 583 Rabi'ul Akhir. What happened here? This was the famous expedition called Hittin under the great commander in Islam, Salahuddin Ayyubi, rahimahullah ta'ala. I want to mention the prelude to this expedition. What happened here was Salahuddin, rahimahullah, had a great concern to liberate Palestine. Because almost 100 years prior, four 90 was so the, the, the these lands were in the hands of Muslims for 490 years, and then the crusaders came in and brutally massacred and carried out a bloodbath in the lands of mm. Palestine. And sadly, they did this with the help of the Shia. Mm. This is the saddest travesty. Mm. 
the tra- saddest uh, grief that the Shia helped the Crusaders coming into Muslim lands, and they applauded them. They took so many of the lands of Sham. They didn't want them to come into Palestine, according to some history reports, but they allowed them to go into the lands of Sunnah. And then they came into Palestine and they carried out a bloodbath. Ya Allah. And then this brought, Allahu Akbar, the Muslim world into a standstill. And Allah Ta'ala blessed the family who fought to defend Islam and liberate and restore Muslim lands. And he was fighting and he was on foot. Someone and his horse had been hamstrung and killed. Someone handed him a horse. No, I'm waiting for mine. And he kept on. So someone said, you shouldn't be here in the expedition, in the battlefield. Actually, the horse is that of Qutuz. He was in the battlefield, Nuruddin. And in front, when they said, you should take safety and shelter and protection, he said, how can you see that? Mm-hmm. Then they said, that what will happen to Islam if you have to die? He said, how can you make such a disrespect? Enable us to serve his deed. This is what Nuruddin, rahimahullah ta'ala said. Nuruddin prepared Salahuddin. Salahuddin's name was Yusuf, Yusuf Salahuddin. After Nuruddin passed away, the man who took over and carried on with the effort of Nuruddin was Salahuddin. Now, prior to the year 583, he made an effort to unite the Muslims, to get them together, to put aside differences, to love each other, to care for each other, to understand that there would be differences of opinion, but we have to work together because our purpose and goal is the same. Salahuddin made this effort for over 10 years. Alhamdulillah. And Allah Ta'ala reward him. As he made these efforts, Allah Ta'ala brought it to fruition. And this was his main effort to bring the Muslims onto the correct path. A clear sign of Salahuddin being from the Sunnah, the people of Sunnah. He wanted the Ummah to be united. He sought the permission of the Khalifa at the, of the time, the Abbasid Khalifa, Al-Mustadi Billah. And he asked him that this is what, what is my plan. Would you give me your blessings and your du'as and your permission? The Khalifa agreed to that and sent to him gifts with the title Al-Sultan Al-Nasir Salahuddin. This is how he became the sultan of these regions with the blessings and the du'as of the Khalifa Abbasi. And he carried on his effort and he strove for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when he united the Muslims. Then there was still a peace treaty with the crusaders. And Muslims never breached their treaties. You'll find this in history. Most of the time, it is always Muslims who are loyal to their word and to their agreements and their peace treaties. Because we learned this from the Quran Sharif and from the Sunnah Mubarakah of Janabi Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When the others breached, like here, when Salahuddin was working on the Muslims, but the crusaders who were at peace at, at that time, there was a peace treaty. They were living in Muslim lands. But they had few areas, few provinces, and they were allowed there because there was a peace treaty. But then there was the ruler of Karak. He was the prince of Karak, and his name was Arnat. He then tried to challenge the Muslims. And Muslim travelers passing that region, he would attack them, take them prisoner, kill most of them. And he would say, where is your Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam?" And they would say, where is your Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa true? There's no such thing. Come, I will challenge you. And he did this to Hujjaj also. Salahuddin, Ayyubi rahimahullah himself used to go escort the Hujjaj to protect them and come and protect them on their return. But this Arnat did not fulfill the clause and the peace treaty between the Muslims and the Crusaders. Then Salahuddin wrote to the Palestinian ruler, the king of Palestine at the time. He was the leper, the leper. He said to him that you have to put a stop to Arnat. 
But Baldwin, some say he tried, but finally he was overpowered by those around him. Subhanallah. And he strove for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a lengthy battle, an expedition that we will discuss sometime. But Alhamdulillah, Allah ta'ala gave the Muslims victory at the end of the expedition. Subhanallah. The, the, the Christian crusaders were taken prisoner. They, they killed him not, nor did they crucify him. So clearly, Quran said it tells us. And subhanAllah, I'll never forget my brother explaining to the Christians this verse in the Bible, wherein it is said that Isa alayhi salam, Jesus, towards the end of his time, prayed to Allah, prayed to the Lord with fervent prayers to save him from death. He prayed to the one who could save him from death, and his prayer was heard. So my brother would explain to the Christian see, Allah Ta'ala answered the prayer of Isa alayhi salam. He was not killed. This verse is clear. His prayer was answered. What is meant when his prayer is answered? That Allah save me from them treacherously killing me. And in the chapter 162 in Barnabas, check out this, 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 uh, this chapter, that was one of the Gospels in the Bible, but because there's too much of explicit mention of Janabi Rasulullah sallallahu explicitly, the scribes and the Christian scribes unjustly, mm. unjustly mark this as apocrypha. They say, no, this is a fabrication. But actually, this book is more authentic than the books they have in the New Testament, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And clearly it's mentioned here where Isa alayhi salatu wasalam says to his people that Allah will save me and one of you who will deal with me treacherously will have to pay for this crime. But Allah will rescue me and I will be raised. And then I'll be blasphemed by the world. Isa says, how blasphemed? Because they'll falsely, falsely accuse me to be killed on the cross. And the death on the cross was a very disgraceful death. Isa said that this, this blemish will stay on me until when he, the man of truth, comes. He will clarify all ambiguities. And he will clear me of all the false allegations. Then his disciples asked him, his father asked him, who is this man who will come and clarify your name? And Isa salam said, he is Ahmad. He is Ahmad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this is clear in the book of Barnaba, the book of Barnabas. Presently, still there, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us understand the truth. And Allah ta'ala help us share the truth of the whole wide world. Alhamdulillah, at the end of this expedition, when the, uh, the, that took place in Rabi'ul Akhir, the prisoners were brought before Salahuddin. He treated them well. He treated them fairly. And even the king of, of the Palestine at the time, right? He was no longer Baldwin because Baldwin died before that because of his severe leprosy. There was this other king of Palestine and Salahuddin treated him well. And in that, he drank cold water with ice and he shared it with this king of Palestine. Then he passed it on to Arnat. So Salahuddin clarified, remember, I'm giving you the water. I'm not giving Arnat the water. Because I don't want it to seem that I'm giving him amnesty. I can never give him amnesty. He killed so many Muslims. He threatened and he disrespected and he discarded the status of Muslims. He killed so many Muslims. He disrespected the maqam and the shan of Janabi Rasulullah and he threatened the Muslim hajjaj and the Muslim, Muslim businessmen, traders, as he usurped their rights, killing them, violating them, imprisoning them, whilst there was a peace treaty between the Muslims and the Christians. But he didn't respect any of that. That was when Salahuddin took a vow that I will kill him with my own hand. So he clarified it here. But I'm not giving him the water. Just get that clear. 
And then let him finish drinking. And then Salahuddin ended Arnat off with his own hands. And then it was this king of Palestine who was at that time who was very scared. So Salahuddin reassured him. He says, no, we don't give people who we give amnesty to. We don't kill and we don't betray the trust. Meaning I will not harm you. Kings don't kill, kill, kill kings. And we are Muslims. We are loyal to our trust. But this individual, this dissolute, he violated and transgressed all bounds. This is why Salahuddin Rahimahullah did what he did. And then was his march. So this was in Rabi'ul Akhir. And then was his march to Palestine. And that's also an amazing history that he sieged Palestine. But also, respected Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We all have to change. Inshallah, sometime we will discuss how it ended off in Palestine. And look into it, how he treated the Crusaders. How he was with the people. He didn't he didn't take revenge on the on, on the Christians of Palestine after defeating them. Like it happened not even hundred years ago. The same people that are inside and some of their fathers and grandfathers who were part part and parcel of those who carried out the bloodbath eighty some odd years prior. Salahuddin forgave the Christians. He forgave the Christians. He was fair with them. He was kind to them. What akhlaq he showed. Subhanallah. And this is the beauty of Islam. Muslims are just. Muslims are fair. Muslims are loyal. As the friends of Allah say, that Malakna fakana al-adlu minna sajiyyatan kalamma malak kunu hadat tafawutu baynana wa kullu inayin billadhi fihi yamhu. He says, when we rule the lands, justice and integrity was the order of the day. Loyalty, equality. But when you rule, the lands were filled with mm. waters, with pools of blood, folds of blood. He says, we would be kind to the captives, forgiving them, but you would kill our prisoners and captives. That is the difference. Hasbukumu, this is the difference between us, because every utensil and container will pour out what is contained in it. And the Muslim has Allah's love in his heart. So he will show mercy and loyalty and honesty and integrity and justice and fairness. Allah give us tawfiq. Ameen, ameen. Mufti Sab, the last question we have for you. Um, what du'as can we make for our Palestinians? Gigi, Mawlana Sab, we have to implore our Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to beg Allah ta'ala. We have to beseech Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One is with du'as verbally. The other is with practical du'as. Like Allah Ta'ala says, I'malu ala Dawood shukra Show practical dua. Practically prove ourselves to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So firstly, we have to start our days with Fajr, if not Tahajjud. This is pertinent. It has to be the order of the day of the believer that he sleeps early and he wakes up early, begging Allah in time of Tahajjud, like Salahuddin with the Kharijbi. And very importantly, start our day with tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. Read the Qur'an Sharif. Increase in the Qur'an Sharif. And also read a suitable translation of the Qur'an Sharif. Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib, Rahmatullahi's beautiful uh, tafsir, Allahu Akbar. Hazrat Mufti Taqi Sahib, Hafizahullah, has a beautiful translation of the Qur'an Sharif, also simple, easy. The other is Hazrat Mufti Abdul Hussein Ilyas Sahib, Rahmatullahi. Beautiful translations. And make mashura with your ulama, read the translation of the Qur'an Sharif also. And through that, share messages of the Qur'an Sharif with the world. Show the people. 
and then start our day like that. Wherever we go, read Surah Yasin. And we learn the highlight of Surah Yasin is Wadrib Lahum Mathalan Ashab al Qarya. Under this, there's a story, you look it up. A man who was one, but he had a concern and a care and a worry. Allah mentions him. Yasa is to hurry with a concern and a worry to bring a difference and make a change. Every one of us, wherever we go in the world, have this pain in the heart. How can we make a difference? How can we be different people? We can't live the way we used to live. If we booked expensive, expensive holidays, cancel it. Take that money. Send it to Palestine. If we, you know, doing frivolous, we're taking out a family and spending thousands of rands with one, in one meal, eh, don't, don't waste Save that amount. Encourage our children that let's eat simple today and we're going to send this to Palestine, to the children of Palestine, to the mothers and, and brothers and sisters of Palestine. Get out as, as, as a family, as a family unit, make fikr with each other, have care with each other, and let's all make dua together. Daily make fikrullah in our homes. Fikr medlis homes. La ilaha illallah. Illallah illallah. Allah Allah. And the father of the house, make dua. 